God is so good. He's so faithful. And we've made it through the struggle series. <laughs> You're like, can you just talk, stop talking about our problems all the time? <laughs> God's timing is perfect. And I'm so glad you guys are here this morning. Uh, I do believe that the Lord has a word for us. Um, I believe he had a word for me. And I get the honor and privilege of sharing it with you guys. And, and I never take that lightly. And I never take it for granted. I always want to make sure um, before I stand up here that I have something to say that's from him because you really don't need to hear a whole lot from me. Um, so I'm trusting that he has us this morning. We are going to complete our series on The Struggle is Real, and we're going to complete it exactly where we should complete it. If you would uh, give us a passage of scripture, a basis to stand on, if you'll stand one more time and let's read this one passage together. Ask and keep on asking, and it will be given to you. Seek and keep on seeking, and you will find. Knock and keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who keeps on asking receives, and he who keeps on finds. And to him who keeps on knocking, it will be opened. Father, I am so grateful for your promises. I am so grateful for your truth. Father, I thank you for the way the word grounds us, gives us somewhere to stand, anchors our soul. Father, when our soul wants to run, Lord, I just, I just ask. Father, that you would just fill this place with your presence. I pray that you teach us. Father, your word says that you awaken our hearts morning by morning to be taught of you. Teach us today, Father God, and help us, I pray, that all of the stuff that I come up with be forgotten, but all of your truth stand and produce fruit in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I am so excited about this passage of Scripture. I get excited about pretty much all of the passages of Scripture. I love what they do um, in my spirit and in my heart and uh, the way that they just bring everything together. And God is so good about doing that. The last few weeks, we've talked about the struggle, Israel. We started out with Pastor Kevin reminding us that the bus is full. <laughs> Initially, I thought, does that mean there's no room for me? Because uh, I'm going to need to get back on that bus from time to time. But the struggle bus is full, and uh, everybody's got something going on. Then we had the wonderful privilege of we got to listen to Pastor Allen and Pastor Justin. We, we talked about the struggle of addiction in different areas of our lives. And, and while they might not have touched on your particular addiction, you know, I think all of us have some things that we run to a little more often than we run to the Father. We talked about financial struggles, and I think we can all say we've all had those in our lives. We've had moments where we just needed to trust Him. Relationships. I know no one has ever had any struggle in relationship area, but Justin and Jessica just knocked that one out of the park, and I encourage you, if you didn't weren't here for that, you need to go listen to it. It's so good. And uh, we, we touched several other areas, but the bottom line was just letting everybody know, hey, we're in this together. We all have a battle every once in a while. And how cool would it be if we just got real with each other and open with each other and allowed God to intervene and move and, and uh, didn't hide or run away. And so what I believe I'm supposed to do today is point you in the direction of when you are in one of those areas, you are struggling in one of those places, I know where you can go. 
I know where the answer is and I know how to get there because I have run this path so many times. Uh, And so I believe this morning that we are supposed to talk about prayer because I believe God's calling us to it. I was carrying this around in early gathering. It is just, I'm telling you what, guys, if I have had, I I just had the strongest impression with the Holy Spirit that during this season, this needs to be a treasure to you. This needs to be in your grasp. Um, I mean, I know you've got it on uh, in, in your iPads and your phones and everything else, have access to the Word. Get, let it become something precious because you're going to need it. You need somewhere to stand when the enemy comes and tries to lie to you or when the circumstances try to steal your hope and take you out of your faith. And that's exactly what the enemy does. He tries to bring despair and lies. And and only the word will bring you back to center and bring you back to the truth that you know, but you've moved away from. And so if you will fall in love with his word, man, your life will change. It will just change, and uh, it's hard, guys. Sometimes when you are in the middle of a struggle, I think we've all been in some lately. I mean, it's been kind of crazy, hasn't it? If, you, if, you, if your life is okay right now, there's probably somebody in your family right now whose life isn't, that haven't been touched. I've had two sisters that were so sick with COVID. I mean, so sick. Um, and they're still struggling. One of them's still struggling months later. And, and so I know it's a real thing. And, but I also know we have a God who is bigger than every situation. And the problem is, is when you're in a struggle, whatever that struggle might be, it's so hard sometimes to find God because you can't get your eyes off the struggle. You can't get your eyes off of the problem and onto God. And, and boy, does the enemy like that. Because he can destroy us if we can't see beyond the issue that we're in in the middle of it. And if you want to watch the news for a little while right now, you can get so sucked into that that you forget that there's a God who is sovereign and bigger than what's going on on the planet. And we really need to remind ourselves of that. The Word does that. The Word does that. But another tool that he's given us is prayer. Communication with God in order to find Him, there we, we have got to move toward Him in a different kind of way. And this access. It's interesting to me that um, we can go in so many directions and look for help in so many ways, and God is going, No, this is what I have for you. This intercessory thing that He has. You know, there's there are so many different kinds of prayer, and, and we're gonna talk about the levels of prayer, and we're gonna talk about how you move from one to the other and what your motivation might be. And let me kind of explain that to you. The prayers that you pray when your child has the sniffles and a cold are very different than the prayers that you pray when you're sitting beside their hospital bed, right? The prayer that you pray for your, um, uh, your, your child when you, um, are, when, when you tuck them into bed is very different than the prayer that you pray at 3 a.m. when the phone rings and they're not home. The prayer that you pray for a family member, you know, Lord, touch them, is very different than the prayer that you pray when you're waiting on the biopsy results. See, there are depths and levels of prayer that are engaged and that we enact in depending upon the situation that we find ourselves in. And these are trench prayers. I've prayed a lot of trench prayers. I've prayed a couple of them this week. 
Read a couple of them this week. And see, I believe there are three kinds of prayer within that. I believe that pretty much all prayers fall into three categories. We have the uh, adoration prayers. Adoration prayers that go, God, you are, you are just, you are so beautiful. <laughs> the, the, sti- <laughs> the Joe Cocker prayers is what it's also known as. <laughs> but this, God, you are so good. You are so amazing. God, I just love to be in your presence. These are the prayers that I pray when I walk out onto my porch at night and I look and I see this sunset that only God could have painted. And I'm like, oh, look at you just showing out now. You know, it's like it's just the most beautiful adoration prayers. And they're precious and they're wonderful. And we need to grab onto adoration prayers, right? I don't think they're nearly as much a part of our life as they should be. The second category of prayer that we find are communication prayers. Prayers of communication. These are the prayers we are like, oh, Lord, I just really need to tell you what happened today. Like he doesn't know. You know, God, I need to talk to you about this husband of mine. Those kind of prayers. Um, but not my husband. But I'm sure some of you ladies have prayed them about yours. Um, my husband's amazing. He's so patient. <laughs> uh, but these prayers of communication, and we don't do enough of those either. How wonderful. I love, I have these moments in my life where I will just sit down and go, God, tell me about your day. And then my mind just begins to go about all of the things he must have been busy with all day long, you know? And, and I'm thinking, it makes me feel better because I'm not nearly as busy as he is. And, but I'm just like, just to communicate with God. Prayers of communication where you get information and you share time with him. Just, I love it when my kids call me for no reason. You know, they can call me for the reasons too, but I love when Katie just shoots a, a, a you know, there's one ringtone and, and I know it's FaceTime and I know when it opens up, it's going to be the baby's face, you know? No reason just to communicate, just that connection. We need more prayers of communication with our Father, amen? But then there's this third type of prayer and it's, we've got uh, prayers of adoration, we've got prayers of communication, and then we've got these prayers of supplication. (laughs) And that's the prayer directive that we talked about earlier, the ask, the seek, and the knock. And prayers of supplication are exactly what they sound like. They're the, oh God. Please, God. You know, Lord, I I beseech ye therefore, Father. (laughs) Isn't it funny how quickly you can wax into the King James when it comes to praying? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, that that sounded so much better than I have so messed up here, God. Uh, but, But the supplication prayers and supplication prayers... I told early service that it's 94.776% because I wanted to be precise. I'm I'm making that up. Um, But they're the prayers that we pray because these are the ones when we need something, when we want something, when we need something, and when we are desperate for something, all of a sudden that conversation with God begins. Instead of it starting with, oh, what an amazing day you've given me. God, just walk with me through this day. But man, the moment that something happens in our life and things get out of kilter and all of a sudden pain or suffering or loss or lack shows up on our doorstep, we find a new prayer language, (laughs) you know? 
And so let's talk about that language a little bit. Within those prayers of supplication are these three levels of prayer. The very first one that we see up here is ask. Okay, you don't see it up there. It's not just me, but it's... The very first one in this passage of Scripture is ask. And ask is just what it sounds like. And ask is an inquiry. And we ask and we inquire when we want something. You know, we want something, so we ask. Want is very verbose. Want talks a lot. (laughs) You know, somebody can walk in and you might want something, but I can't see it written on your face. You know, want doesn't cost us anything. You know, we're not dressed in rags because of want, so we can hide the want. But one of the things that's a giveaway when it's a want and not a need is there's a whole lot of language behind it. Kind of like when your kid comes in and they're like, you know, I really need that new video game because... If I don't get that new video game, then my friends won't come over and they won't want to play with that. And see, so you want them to play with it because I heard at church that we're building community, Lord. And, and if we're going to build community, then I really need that video game. I mean, they, they have every reason and want always has the reason behind it's more important to try and convince us that it's more important than it is. But as parents, we still listen to wants, right? It's like we do that. We, you know, we, we listen to wants, but it's very wordy. Need, seek, the word seek is what it sounds like. Pursue. We seek something when we need it. We pursue. We move a little faster. We go a little further. We dig a little deeper when it moves from want to need, right? When we need something. See, there's a boldness that can come. It's not nearly as wordy as want, Because when we need something based on our relationship to God, we can walk in boldly before the throne of grace. But see, our children, if they need something, they don't have to explain the need. I mean, if my son walks through and his toes are hanging out at the end of his shoes, and he says, I need some shoes... He's not going to have to explain to me why he needs them, you know. And based on our relationship and my commitment to our children, if they need shoes, I will supply those shoes. Their father will go buy their shoes, whatever, because that's our commitment based on relationship. I don't have to convince God to meet a need. Let me tell you, his word says that he will meet our needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. And based upon your relationship to the Father, you can come before him with needs. See, sometimes we get upset because the prayer's not getting answered. And that's because it's a want. And he didn't promise the wants. He promised the needs. Now, he will meet your needs, and you can go in boldly knowing that you have a Father who will give you every good gift. And when you pray prayers based on need, you can come into his presence and go, God, I just need you to meet me here. God, and he does. He just meets you there. That's how good he is. When I was a little kid, I can remember I grew up in a mobile home. My mom had, was raising four of us girls by herself. And um, I would hear her walking. One, thing, one of the blessings and curses of, of living in small quarters is that you can hear everything that's happening in every other space. And, but one of the wonderful things about that is that I would hear my mom praying all the time. 
you know, she'd think we were in bed, which we were. We just weren't sleeping. And we were, we were in bed, and I would hear her pacing, and I would hear her walking. And, and one of her, her favorite scriptures, or I thought, she just really loves that verse. And, but the, I mean, she says that all the time. And it was, I was young, Lord, and now I'm old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging for bread. And I thought, she just loves that verse. As a woman now, I think that was a mama who needed a God to feed some babies. That was a woman who was calling out from a place of need, standing on a word and a promise that only comes through recognizing and knowing and standing on the word of God. When you can grab hold of the word of God and stand there, guys, you have somewhere to stand. You have somewhere to stand. My son, Aaron... He was about three or four, I guess, and uh, it was back when Toy Story was coming out, and and he went to his dad, and he said, Daddy, I just want to go see Toy Story, and and we just got to go see Toy Story, and and Hal was like, okay, bud, when is time? Well, it came time, and Hal pulled up from work, and, and Aaron goes running out, and he's like, Daddy! Daddy, Toy Story is out now. Toy Story is out now. And, and, and Hal's like, where is it? And he said, it's at a theater near you. <laughs> now, see, what kind of father would Hal have been if he went, well, I know I told you I would, but I don't have time for that. We don't have a God like that. We have a God when we grab hold of his word and we'll go, Father, you said you would meet our needs. He backs up his word. You talk about a God of integrity and honor and faithfulness. You got to know his words, guy. You got to know what you've been promised and, and the inheritance that you have in the rich place that he's given you in the word. It's so important. If you have a need, you go boldly. He meets your needs. It doesn't have to be wordy. And then we've got this final one, this whole um, knocking thing. Asking inquires. Seeking pursues. Knocking puts you on a collision course. Knocking puts you on a collision course with that thing that is barring entrance to where you need to go. And sometimes we stop knocking way too soon. And if you're desperate enough, you will continue to knock. The word says if you will knock and keep on knocking, knock and keep on knocking, that it will be opened unto you. And there have been times in my life where, man, I feel like I have banged against that door for a long time. And it isn't that God's going, oh, I'm not answering, I'm not answering. I feel like God's going, now. It's his timing, not ours. My thing is to be obedient and do what he told me to do and keep knocking. And I'm going to keep knocking till he answers. I am that obnoxious child. (laughs) I am the one because I believe what he said. I believe what he said. And some of us, guys, we've got people in this body right now that are right there, that are, that are colliding. And would that you would collide with them. Would we get compassionate enough to, to not just pray the shallow prayers, but to go into the deep places and intervene and intercede with them. That we would be compassionate, that we wouldn't just pray for our babies, but let's pray for theirs. Let's pray for theirs and let's believe for theirs. That's what family does. I'm all about community, but I like family too. Family goes a little bit further. There are 811 million links 
that will talk about prayer if you want to Google it. 811 million. That tells me there's a whole lot of people who have a whole lot of ideas about it and have a whole lot of uh, input into it. Experts, non-experts, ones that want to tell you it doesn't work, ones that want to tell you how to do it, what to say, what not to say, how to position yourself when you say it or don't say it. I'm not an expert, but I have prayed these prayers and I have seen God move and I have watched him act on my behalf with the asks and with the seeking and with the knocking. He has been a faithful God. And so while I can't stand in front of you as an expert, what I can do is stand before you and testify as to what God has done in these things. Amen. And I told him, I said, Lord, <laughs> I said, Lord, I don't, I've told these stories. No, actually, I said, Lord, I, I have told my stories so many times. They don't need to hear my stories again. And I mean, like that, he went, those are not your stories. Those are my stories. <laughs> I didn't see you part the water. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he did. He just rebuked me. And when I got rebuked, it made me think of Justin. <laughs> and I meant that in the best way. Because a few weeks ago, Justin, when you, were, when you came up to speak and you said, I think I've been stereotyped. Oh, that we would be stereotyped with the miracles of God. Oh, that we would never stop telling the things that God has done. And your life is a miracle, little brother. Let me tell you something. You keep telling his stories. You keep telling, because every time you do it, somebody gets free. And see, that's why the enemy doesn't want us to tell the stories, because somebody's going to get free, and somebody needs to get free. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to tell you a couple of stories. The very first one uh, in testimony is several years ago, I got a midnight call. Man, those are the ones you just do not want to get. Amen? And I pick up the phone, and it's my sister. And she says, Barbie, mom's had a stroke. You need to come now. And so it was the strangest thing, guys. I'm telling you what, the Holy Spirit, if you listen to the Holy Spirit, He will so lead you down paths that you are unexpected. And, and you would think in that moment after receiving that call that my first prayer would be, Oh, God, heal my mom. Oh, God, you know, to, that I would have entered into that. But the very first thing that hit my spirit was one of the ask prayers. And I sat up on the side of the bed and I said, God, what am I going to walk into when I walk in down there? I need you to prepare my heart. Guys, I don't know why I prayed that, but God did. God did, and it was the exact right prayer. It was that communication prayer. It was that ask prayer. God, what am I going to walk into? And he spoke to my spirit so clear and so immediate. And he said, you walk in there and you tell her that she will live and declare the works of the Lord. And at that moment, she wasn't talking. And at that moment, they didn't know where things were going. And so God addressed two things with one ask prayer. What, what am I going to walk into? You walk in there and you tell her not only is she going to live, but her mouth's going to work too. And she's going to declare the works of the Lord. And so how different would my drive have been if I hadn't prayed that prayer? 
You know, I would have been listening to all of the wrong things, you know, probably wept most of the way, but that word from the Lord gave me somewhere to stand. Guys, you got to get a word from the Lord. So you got somewhere to stand. And, and I walked in the room and I was <laughs> telling them earlier, there should have been like a Mozart funeral dirge playing in the background. You know, the windows, the curtains were drawn and everybody was talking like this. And in comes me. And, uh, and so I told him, it was like Kramer walking into a room. <laughs> and I walked in and I went, hey, mama, God said to tell you that you're going to live and declare the works of the Lord. And my sister scooted her chair back. <laughs> oh, they love me. Um, and I walked over and I opened the blinds and then I walked over to the head of her bed and I sat down, I said, Mama, did you hear me? And she looked at me and I said, Mama, God said to tell you that you will live and declare the works of the Lord. And tears just started to stream out of her eyes. And peace filled that place. The Holy Spirit just moved in, backing up that word that God had sent. And let me tell you, just, I think it was three days later, she walked out of that place, not one impediment, not one problem, not one issue. God completely, completely restored her and healed her. Now, here's the thing. I believe God would have done that whether I took the word or not. I do. I believe God would because that was his will concerning her. But what a privilege to get to carry that word. What a privilege to be able to watch God perform his word that he's given. Guys, we miss so many opportunities because we don't carry the word and deliver the things that God has told us to bring and deliver. Amen. The opportunities that he wants to give us if we will just ask him. If we will just listen, and if we will just trust. The next thing is probably the most familiar story, and it, I think I tell it so much because it's just such a miraculous thing to me, and, um, and plus some of you guys are new, so you've not heard it. Anyway, um, the other guys are really patient with me. But my niece, Heather, was about three years old, and she started having leg aches. Our kids get leg aches. They go to bed at night because your legs hurt, you know? And uh, it wouldn't go away. And after a few days, they uh, took her to the doctor, and they're like, oh, it's just low-grade fever. It's not anything. Just go home. It'll, she'll be fine. A few days later, the fever got a little greater, and she started walking with one of her legs wouldn't bend. And they took her back in and did some blood work. And my sister said, that night I just laid by her bed, rubbing her legs and going, God, please. God, please. See, because she had already hit that knocking place. God, please. There's not a lot of words in that. If my child needs me and, that all, and is desperate, all they got to say is, Mama, and you better believe I'm running. And these desperate prayers you hit. And so the next day, She's walking through the, the living room and the phone rings and she knows Heather's laying there on the sofa and Angie picks up the phone and they say, Miss Kirkpatrick, she has acute lymphocytic leukemia and we need her here now. And Angie said, I just 
fell in the floor. I just fell in the floor and began to say, Jesus, Jesus, what do you say when you get that news except to call out to the only one that offers you any hope at all, Jesus? She started her chemotherapy. She started her treatments. Angie said they were at a, one of her spinal taps, and those are horrifically painful. And she said, Heather looked at her and went, Mommy, if you won't cry, I won't cry. And she was strong. This little girl, she was so strong. And about six months into, the, into all of it, I was at Angie's, and we were cleaning, and the kids were running around, and there were these little wadded-up pieces of paper, just strips, torn everywhere. And, and some had scribbles with crayon on them, and some had pen markings on them, and some had this. And, I mean, they were everywhere. They were behind the, the curtains. They were in the windowsill. They were under the chairs. They were in the kitchen. And finally, you, after picking up a hundred of them, just went, guys, get in here. Who keeps throwing these things around here? And Heather went, oh, mommy, those are my letters to God. And see, she had been seeking the only way that she knew to seek. She was putting those letters out there, not really knowing how to do this. But I want you to know that God read every scribble. He knew exactly what every little coloring crayon mark meant because that's the God that we serve. That's how good he is. About 25 years later, I'm sitting in Gatlinburg at a wedding, and it's Heather's wedding. You know what? Once God took that out of her body, she never went into remission. She never had one issue. Not one issue. And we're sitting in the living room and, of this chalet, and everybody's gone to bed except me and Angie and Heather because I always butt in where I'm not supposed to. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm literally sitting there thinking, this should be a precious moment between a mother and daughter. Someone should probably leave. <laughs> It's her wedding night, but I'm sitting there and I've got my hand on Heather's leg and in the silence, Angie's sitting across the room and she turns and she says, Heather, baby, when you were three, I had one prayer and it was God, let me see her turn four. And she said, I, when, on your birthday, when you turned four, she said, all I could do is say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I got to see her turn four. And she said, and then I began to pray, God, if I could just see her turn five. God, can I see her turn five? She said, and you turned five. And I was the most grateful woman in the world. And I just said, thank you, God. Thank you, God. And she said, Heather, I want you to know I have thanked God for you every single day of your life. Every single day I have thanked God. The precious gift of every day. And at that point, Heather, who's sitting beside me, you know, 25 years old, gets up, runs across the room and crawls into her mama's lap. And I'm sitting there and my sister's holding her 25-year-old daughter in her lap. And we're all just sobbing at the faithfulness and goodness of the Lord. I want you to know that you can ask Him and He will answer you. I want you to know that you can seek Him and you will be found. You'll, he'll find you in it. And I want you to know that when you are desperate, there is a prayer that you can pray. There is a collision prayer that has, doesn't even have to have words.
It might just be tears. It might just be groaning. But your God hears you. He hears you. And in this season, guys, fall in love with your word and begin to communicate with your God on a different, deeper, richer level. He wants to meet you in these moments. Amen. I sent Will this song and I said, would you please play this at the end of the service? And so he sent it out. He's so sweet to do that. He sent it out to the team and assigned Katie this song. And Katie called me and she said, Mama, she didn't know what I was teaching. But she said, Mom, we're going to do Healer. And that's the song I was singing when Granny was sick. That's the song I just just kept singing over her. And so Katie's going to sing this. And if you're going to stand, would you please stand with me? And here's what I have in my spirit. Every single one of us right now know somebody, whether it's in our home, at our work, somebody who needs a healer, somebody who needs intervention right now. And so what I'm going to ask you to do as we sing, would you just lift your hands? And let's go into some supplication prayer for those needs in our life, but also for the needs of those around us that we know are suffering, that are in hard places. Can we just lift our hands and pray for them?